Welcome to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, helping you to operate profitably and adapt continuously. Host and moderator Bonnie D. Graham talks with the experts about how game-changing technologies can help you achieve financial excellence for your company. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bonnie in the house. Happy to be here. And we got an interesting topic for you. But first, a shout out. This is our longest running series. Been on the air for 10 years. Our longest running Game Changers series presented by SAP. And a shout out to our intrepid sponsors, Chris Grundy, Birgit Starmans, and Pross Chatterjee at SAP. So let me tell you about our topic. I think this is going to ring true. I know it is for companies around the world who are listening live or who will hear us on demand. So Here's the buzz number one. I found a quote at a website called boldbusiness.com. Had no idea what it was, but the quote looked good. Here we go. The subscription economy is not new. In fact, the membership-based business model has been around since, everybody get ready for this, the 17th century. Oh my. Recently, membership-based business model has been gaining a foothold. Experts believe that membership-based business model is the revenue model of the future. So if a company is saying, what? I just heard about it. It's been around a long time. Where have you been? Okay, I have another buzz quote. This quote is from subscribed.com. You can all spell that. And here's the quote. Building long-term relationships with customers is the route or route, you might say, to value in the subscription economy. And got that trademarked. Yet the quote to cash QTC process at most B2B companies even those with established subscription businesses is optimized for linear transactions, not relationships. This results in complexity and cost to the provider and a poor experience to the subscriber. So we've got the good, we've got the optimistic, and we've got the eh, not doing it quite so well yet. So let me give you a little background before I introduce my two intrepid guest experts. So the new normal, I call it the new reality, has challenged businesses around the world during our COVID pandemic, which is research right now, new resurgent with Delta. Instead of focusing on revenue growth, most companies were just trying to find new ways to serve their customers, to keep their customers, to retain their customers, to get things to their customers, and to survive. Some of them pivoted their business model. And that's what we're talking about. Now, more companies offer product-related services and subscriptions. As I said in the opening, subscription economy. Some have developed partnerships, for example, to help facilitate product delivery. And we all know about the delays in so many products and installations during lockdowns, and they plan to expand these services. So to facilitate this business expansion, flexibility of how businesses bill and how customers pay is paramount. That's our focus today. Some customers may use multiple payment types. You may be doing this for certain transactions where you have an option to pay a little bit over time, maybe. There may be revenue sharing with the partners who took on the delivery tasks. There may be long-term subscriptions, pay-as-you-go usage-based selling and billing, on and on, and a developing trend of outcome-based selling, billing. So we have Manoj, Harbajanka at Acuity Labs. Manoj, wave for the camera because we are recording video. And Richard Chan at SAP. Hello, Richard. Nice to see you in that gorgeous background of financial excellence. We're just coming in very sharp. And we're asking them for their insights and how different business models are evolving and how billing systems need to keep pace. Our topic today, pivoting from a product to a service and subscription economy. Again, welcome, 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 Bonnie D. Graham in the house. Let's talk to our guests and find out who they are and what their passion is for this topic. Manoj, 
Welcome. We'd love to have you introduce yourself. Take Well, we only have two of you on the panel. I won't say all we. We have two of you on the panel, so we've got a little more time. So why don't you take three to four minutes to introduce yourself, Manoj, and tell the listeners and anybody who sees the video later on, what's your passion for the topic and what is Acuity Labs? Welcome, Manoj. Thank you, Bonnie. Yes. Uh, hi. Uh, good morning, everybody in the U.S. and good afternoon for people elsewhere. Uh, my name is Manoj Harbachanka. I am the CEO of Acuity Labs, which is uh, based out of UK as well as in the US. We are a boutique consulting firm focusing on uh, subscription and usage-based billing solutions. Um, we are closely linked with SAP as a partner of SAP. And uh, that's uh, uh, our kind of uh, key focus in terms of uh, uh, digital transformation for organizations in the order to cash space. And so that's my introduction there, Bonnie. Manoj, what's your passion for this topic? Are you talking to companies who say, we're trying to come out of the pandemic. We managed to switch and pivot, become agile, do what we thought the marketplace needed, what our customers needed, what our, and now we don't know about how should we sell, how should we bill, we need to get that cash in faster. What's your passion for what we're talking about today? Subscription-based billing, what do you think? Just a quick overview, Manoj. Yeah, so this, this is something which, uh, you know, from a strategy perspective, We've been very clear about where the economy is going, not even before the pandemic. We've been, you know, seeing a trend where organizations are moving to a more services, you know, from a product to a services-based uh, uh, revenue model and subscription-based economy. So this is something that we've seen for a pretty long time. And pandemic, of course, has, you know, I think accelerated that whole process of moving people to uh, accept and adopt the subscription-based economy. So as, a, as an example, I mean, if in London, during the pandemic, during the lockdown, we've seen a large number of people coming up with these uh, meal kits. So where, you know, your restaurants weren't working or there were only takeaways, but there were people, you know, coming up with lots and lots of subscription for different kinds of meal kits. So if you typed meal kit on, uh, on the internet, you'll see kind of hundreds of different uh, things pop up for subscription. And then of course, you know, that's, that's something that's uh, happened during the pandemic, but I think this is something that was expected and is going to continue in the long term. Thank you. Really good perspective, good overview. Thank you, Manoj. Welcome. We're very happy to have you here. Richard Chan, SAP. Hello, Welcome, Richard. Would you please also introduce yourself and share a little bit about your passion for the topic? Richard, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Hi, hi buddy. Richard Chan. I'm part of the uh, global COE of solutions for SAP, and I focus on finance, risk, and billing. Uh, been with SAP for a number of years, um, too many to, to want to tell here. Um, so I, in my whole, I guess my, my entire career here is really uh, building solutions for, for different industries, and we focus really around the order cash process. Um, the reason why this is a passionate um, a topic for me is really it's uh, out of pocket for me. Uh, so if you think about uh, you know uh, there's a different uh, train of thought on how do you serve the B2B customer and B2C customer. I think uh, at the end of the day everyone is really a, a, a B2C type of customer because you really uh, interact with uh, businesses or with uh, friends and well, anyone in a B2C mode because it's what we know and uh, it's really about uh, the monthly spend 
So you think about the monthly spend, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of what we buy, what we consume really evolves around how much can I pay? So in the subscription building, it's a, a subscription usage world. Um, it really, I guess it's really similar to a credit card. You tend to spend more, unfortunately. Very interesting. And as you're speaking, Richard, I'm thinking of a lot of the utilities that I use offer, do you want to pay the same amount every month? And somehow they even it out. I don't do that. I pay whatever mm -hmm. it is in full. And I've seen the, been. I'm in North Carolina. It's been a, Oh, did I have a Southern accent there for a second? Shame on me. I'm a mm -hmm. New Yorker and I have a Pennsylvania accent. But it, it's um, I've seen the spikes because this has been an extremely hot summer here and more than the past summers when I moved here. And what's interesting is that I've seen the air conditioning just rocket my electric bill, right? And I get these nice little, these nice little uh, print letters every month and it says, your home should be at this efficient level. You're using more than everybody else in your neighborhood. We want to try and get you down anyway, blah, blah, blah. But the idea that they would be leveling out my payments based on, I guess it's the average of the previous year. And then there's probably a, a balloon payment at the end to make up for it. I don't do that, but it's interesting. So there were both of you or either of you surprised when I said that the subscription model has been around since the 17th century. Did you know that, Manoj? No, not at all. I'm not surprised. The subscription model or the membership model has been there for a very, very long time. And just imagine, I mean, having club memberships, right? I mean, you, you've always had that. Um, and there are examples, I guess, even probably before that uh, time. So, yeah, no, I'm not surprised. But uh, as I was saying, I mean, it's becoming more and more prevalent. And as Richard was saying, it's, you know, people moving from that uh, capital payment to a operating mm -hmm. OPEX sort of model. And that's, uh, you know, happening at a very rapid pace right now. And I remember joining some gyms in New York when I lived 32 years on Long Island. I remember joining a gym years ago and I paid the annual up front and then the gym went out of business they went bankrupt. And the question was, what what did I get back? And the answer was, absolutely nothing. Richard, any comments on the 17th century historical note in my opening? No, that was, uh, no, that was, that's really interesting. Um, but I guess if you think back in time, uh, just human interaction, um, if you want to, you want to buy uh, or you want to consume services and I have a premium service, I have, you know, my crops or my whatever it is I'm trying to sell is a little bit better. And I would uh, say, hey, if you, you know, I guess give me X amount so, uh, per month or per day or whatever that, that, uh, that concept is, you get to have the privilege or you get to con you know, basically come and do business with me. But this is really interesting. I, I guess it's almost down to, uh, unfortunately, there's, there's time when uh, you need protection with the police or from a, a group. And that's what it is. You have to pay. It's, uh, it's a very similar concept. Yes, and we know there are a lot of movie, <laughs> movies and TV shows exactly. about how that works and doesn't work. We're going to, that's for another show exactly. about, that's yes, exactly. yes, subscription model and, and other, other parts of our society around mm -hmm. the world. We'll leave that one alone. Well, protection. <laughs> protection. That's protection, exactly what yes. it's called. Thank you very much. I can see the listeners saying, wait a minute, I didn't think they talked about that on financial excellence. Birgit's saying, are you serious? Okay, Birgit, I'm going to get us back on track here. Thank you both for the conversation. Manoj has said, I asked my 
guests for a quote from a movie or TV character, fictional, or uh, a, TV, a song lyric. And it, they both sent very interesting quotes. Minosha sent us a quote from Yoda, voiced and puppeteered by Frank Oz. Of course, we're talking about Star Wars. The original film was 1980. Can you believe that was 41 years ago? Wow. 41 years. Oh, my goodness. Yoda, if anybody listening, anybody alive doesn't know who Yoda is, Y-O-D-A is a fictional character in the Star Wars universe. They have an entire universe. Did you know that, Manoj? First appearing in the 1980 film, The Empire Strikes Back. He's a small, green, humanoid alien who is powerful with the Force, with a capital F, and served as Grand Master of the Jedi Order. And here is the quote Manoj has selected from the vast lore of Yoda quotes. If no mistake have you made, let yet losing you are, dot, 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 a different game you should play. I don't know Yoda's voice. I can't remember it from 40 years ago. <laughs> you did a good job. You could have did a good job, buddy. I could do it with a machine language <laughs> voice if you want an AI voice, but I'm not, I don't want to insult anybody. Manoj, take it over for me, please. What does this quote have to do with our topic today? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's progressing towards the Jedi religion, isn't it? So, sorry. So, yeah, Yoda is... Uh, you know, he's all-knowing, isn't he? I mean, he knew exactly what he was saying. But in the context of our business, excellent, finance excellence and business, uh, if this is what organizations are looking at, right? I mean, what if they're not, if, if they're today selling products, they're, you know, looking at uh, progressing or making, making their businesses better, getting, getting ahead, they need to do something different. And if, most organizations which have been, you know, running the uh, age-old revenue model of selling products at the capital expense for people, they're rethinking their model. They're looking at what else could we do? How else can we, you know, attract the customers? How can it we make it easier for the customers? I mean, if you look at, you know, all the kind of big capital expenses that people have in terms of houses, in terms of cars, they're all coming on an OPEX model. And why? Because people are moving from that selling of that old capital expense, selling you a house to Airbnb coming, hey, don't, you don't have to buy the house, you just use it and pay as you use. But same thing with cars. You know, you've got Porsche, you've got Volvo, they're cars which you're going to get on subscription or usage-based models. So businesses are changing. Businesses are moving from that whole, and that's the topic, isn't it? Where they're moving from this whole uh, product-based economy to a services-based economy. And I guess that's what Yoda is telling us as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate Yoda didn't know that <laughs> he or it would be on a radio show 41. Yoda, you're on live internet radio. Do you know what that is? Okay, I'm talking to Yoda. Now we're really getting off track here. Thank you, Manoj. Richard Chan has sent us a quote from Vin Vincent Vinny Antonelli slash Todd Wilkinson. Two characters played by Steve Martin in My Blue Heaven, a 1990. We're a little more current, Richard. We're talking about 1980 a minute ago. We're up to 1990, recent movies. 1990 American crime black comedy film and starring, uh, written by Nora Ephron, interesting, starring Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, and Joan Cusack. And here is the quote. You guys see a problem I see an opportunity, says the Steve Martin character. Talk to me, Richard. How'd you find this one? Yeah, Bonnie, it's uh, it's really around uh, you know how how quickly can you you know look at either a, a um, an economy or or a business uh, and as as business change, economy change, 
how quickly can you pivot so that um, uh, in the show they talked about, uh, well, we can't sell this, just a bunch of empty bottles. But really, if you're creative, you can convert the empty bottles into either a delivery of, of water or, or, or some other use of it. But what they were doing was taking donations to build, uh, you know, to build a ballpark. So what, what that tells you is that if you're creative enough, uh, you really you can look at situation and if you can quickly pivot to change the business model instead of selling, now we're asking for donations, which is fantastic. You know, uh, it's still really trying to um, you know, bring in some uh, revenue uh, any which way, of course, uh, legally, of course, but concept around that. There we're getting we're tipping back into, into our talk about the protection oh, yes, subscription I know. model. I'm going to talk to Bergen afterwards. We're not going to forget that one, Richard. Okay, we're having too much fun here. Let's go into the very serious part of the show. This is the roundtable I have asked my guests to send because there are two of them. I didn't say only or just two people on the show today. I've asked them to send me six discussion statements each. We've got a lot to cover. Manoj, I just put your statement number two into the chat because we've already talked talked about moving to the subscription economy. We've already chatted about that. So number two, I'm going to read a little bit and ask you to expand it, unpack it, and take three minutes, no hurry. And then Richard, I'm going to bring you in to agree or disagree with Manoj. And Richard, Manoj is a very nice person. He told me it's okay for you to disagree with him as long as you smile when you say it. So I'm just giving, <laughs> giving you permission. See, he's laughing already. I'm giving you permission. So here's what Manoj's statement number two is. Paying for a service that is yet to be delivered is a thing of the past. So, so much for me buying a year membership in a gym. We will see more and more usage-based or utility-type operating models going forward. Consumers are expecting services to be delivered on an as-required basis. Manoj, unpack this for us. Very interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, see, I mean, pay-as-you-go is becoming the model for pretty much everything that we use today. Take an example of uh, AWS, Amazon server services, mm -hmm. then you've got Google Cloud or you know, all, all the you know, various uh, hardware service providers. In the past, you would go out, you'd buy a, a kit, a hardware kit, and then install it, and you, it may or may not work, or if it does work, you don't know, you realize the value over a five-year, 10-year period. But that's not the case anymore. I mean, you, you go li list your services, list your requirement, go on AWS, you you buy the service and you pay as you use it, so you don't you know do that capital expense anymore, and uh, you only pay after you've used it, and this is now becoming more and more prevalent. We see this in uh, in even in public public uh, uh, transport systems, for example, instead of buying a daily pass or a monthly pass, you just use the system and you pay at the end of the day, and that's pay as you go model. It's uh, it's there in telcos and and. As we go forward, we will see more and more of that happening. Uh, I mean, software as a service, definitely, that's, that's the key model that they're mm -hmm. striving to get to. Subscription was a kind of a starting point, but that is just to kind of catch the customers. But on top of that, the services, you know, you get, you get what you, uh, you know, consume effectively. You were talking about, uh, earlier you were talking about 17th century, but you know, I mean, utility model has been there for a long time. We, mm -hmm. You talked about electricity. We've been using electricity, we pay for the electricity that we use. And you know, the mo model's been there. It's not been used in the other, other spheres of life, but now we're seeing that that's becoming more and more prevalent. And as we go forward, I think that, was, that is really the model on which we're gonna work. 
and there's there's a further extension to that but uh, we'll come to that later i guess but that's where we think in the next few years we're going to get to thank you manoj a little bit of prediction there richard chan join us agree or disagree whatever you want to say it's all yours go ahead richard Yes, buddy. I, I mean, I would, I would agree with this. Uh, this whole concept about um, paying advance, really, uh, I guess that there's two things. Uh, a lot of times, uh, most companies or most organizations, uh, they either, um, uh, there's a trust factor, I guess. The trust factor is, well, if you want to use my service, uh, and I don't know who you are, uh, you either pay a down payment in order a security deposit uh, before, and then at some point, I'll give the security deposit back to you. Uh, well, you need uh, you need some type of system in place to track this, pay interest, etc. Um, I'm I'm just thinking back, Bonnie, about uh, you know the gym membership that we had, um, and it's really uh, to unwind that. And I really think you know in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, you guys can use a new uh, new type of uh, software, new uh, operation uh, or new concept, or even um, you know start looking at your you know what is it that you're trying to accomplish because um, now. Um, I, you rather pay as you use the, the gym as opposed to hey, paying you in advance for six months and I have to go through a, a lot of different headaches just to get my money back. And I think it was really it comes down to that. Uh, we always talked about uh, the concept of working backwards and that is, well, you know, since uh, you know, I already paid in advance for all these products and services, I, I did not, you know, you were shut down and I couldn't uh, you know, really consume these services. Why, you know, can I get a refund? Well, we're not set up for giving refunds, and I've actually heard of that. Just I couldn't believe it. But they want you to. Well, we'll just extend your, you know, your contract for a number of years. But uh, as a consumer of, hey, my budget <laughs> goes back to the 30-day cycle. I only have 30 days, and this is how much I have to allocate per day until the next paycheck. Uh, I'd rather just pay you as uh, as I use, and I may not use your service this month. Thank you very much. And Richard, just so you know, I'm putting the next chat statement into the chat for you. Manoj, anything you want to say back to keeping on your topic, your, your statement number yeah, two? Yeah, I was just, just going to say that, you know, uh, while subscription is a good model, uh, people don't really like a long-term lock-in. So people would rather have something which they can get out of easily, your your membership to the gym mm-hmm. as an example. Yep. And also, also, you know, and therefore, we see that where you have a model where even if you have subscription, it's you know easily cancelable, easily changeable, or you have a top up with you know pay as you go, and that works. And all, I mean, and there are you know plenty of examples of organizations which are adopting that model, which mm-hmm. are, are uh, ahead of the curve today. Thank you very much. Good opening conversation started. Thank you, Manoj. Now you know how it works and why we did all the work before the show. Richard Chan, I'm looking at statement number one. Uh, Business model change comes in all shapes and sizes. It can be as simple as free same-day delivery. Ah, we know about that, right? Those of us who pay for Amazon Prime, we pay a year ahead to subscribe to send me everything within two days or less for free. Uh, For a specific product line, it varies to complex products and services bundled to address a specific problem. But here's where I'd like to focus, Richard Chan. You say the right technology can help simplify the transition. The bigger challenge comes from complex solutions that require retooling sales and support resources to become experts in every aspect of the offering, 
including the competition. That is a loaded statement, Richard. You've got about five topics in there. So why don't you take your time and unpack it? And Manoj is sitting on the edge of his chair, I think. Manoj, sit on the edge of your chair. There we go. Come on, I see you. Lean forward. Ready to pounce with an agree or disagree. Richard, you're up. Go ahead. Yes, uh, the, this statement really evolves around. Uh, you have you have two things here. You really it really comes down to you know people, process, and tools. And tools could be technology. Um, so as you uh, provide a more complex bundles, let's say for example you're just selling uh, a chair, but then you want to also sell service. But what if the chair is very complex? It's uh, automated based on you know your settings, etc. Um, where you really have to. Uh, make sure that uh, the delivery, uh, either um, you know, in-house delivery or third-party delivery, uh, can uh, can actually you know provide that uh, on time. You know, next day or even now. For you know, I guess uh, next day delivery is no longer acceptable. We want it now, which means when I when I hang up or when I'm done with the uh, you know yep. the the order on the net, I want to open the door and it's delivered at the door. Yep. Um, but then you get into um, more complexity because as a as you try to sell more complex products, you really uh, the staff have to be retooled. No longer are you uh, it's acceptable that hey we have three you know three types of chairs uh, and here's the three colors. Oh, they want to know about the different fabrics. They want to know about the mechanism. You know what type of warranty is it? You know uh, is it on this type of uh, is there software embedded in this chair that's smart? Um, so you really have to understand every aspect of it. And uh, a lot of the consumers, or if it's B2B, B2C, same, they're very savvy. So they're mm -hmm. going to be looking for other, uh, you know, other type of similar products or your competitors. And they will ask, well, uh, you know, my the other competitors have this. Do you offer that? And you actually have to know. And you have to actually speak to the fact that, well, our product is better because XYZ company doesn't offer this type of um, uh, you know, friendly, eco-friendly type of fabric, you know, whatever that, that may be. So now, you know, the sales is no longer acceptable that you just, oh, I, yes, I, I can sell this. Well, you actually have to know the science behind it. Um, there's some complexity. You have to understand that, you know, these, uh, there might be uh, some other eco-friendly, um, you know, type of aspect of it. Um, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you're, uh, operation or finance operation system can support it. It's one thing that marketing can, hey, we have these creative bundles and finance, well, we can't do that. So you have to, you know, you have to go back to the old way. You, you know, I want to collect it all of it in advance. And it really comes back uh, down to that. Um, it, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be consumer. I always uh, gripe about the fact that, um, why do I have to pay my property tax once a year or once every six months? And uh, their answer was, well, our system is not, designed to accept partial payments or uh, you know paying every week or every month it's just not possible we have to take it all well you know unfortunately you know they don't understand that uh, it's better to take a partial payment during the month than wait till the end of the month where I don't have any money so you know so technology and and people you really have to uh, challenge and retool them it's not that simple anymore very interesting. Manoj, mm -hmm. before I bring you into I want to make a comment, if I may. Uh, Manoj, sure. give me a second here. We talk on many of these Game Changer shows we have about the customer's buying journey, the prospect's journey to becoming a customer, first time or a repeat customer. They have done their homework. They do their research. What is not available online 
that some some statistics say that they've done 92%, I've heard that number, of their buying journey before they talk to a person, before they push that button, I want to buy this. Richard, you brought up such an interesting point that that last will say that 8% last mile of the sale, you said something I haven't heard before. The person who was on the other end, whether it's a customer service person, whether it's a showroom person, in-person, Zoom person, wherever they are, they need to know a lot about those last, perhaps minute questions. What technology? Is that chair smart? Is it Wi-Fi chair? Is it smart? What will it do for me? Oh, I know you're, co- I've looked and you've got 18 competitors and I've seen that they offer the charcoal gray and you only offer the battleship gray. What can we do? So there is a level of expertise that I haven't heard anybody articulate in a long time is required in addition to the billing system, which I mentioned in one of my opening quotes right from subscribe.com the billing is what can turn people off at that last minute of the sale i'm going to stop talking now i just wanted to get that point across manoj please agree or disagree with richard or anything no, i no, said i i couldn't disagree more i mean, could, couldn't agree more <laughs> well, why would i disagree i i, led, would, I almost got him there go ahead why would i disagree now absolutely i think you and you're right about the buying journey i mean lots of people People are, are are very savvy. I mean, consumers are very savvy. They've done their research. They know exactly what they're getting into. And if you stumble in the last minute by giving one wrong answer or you know getting it getting any small bit wrong, you're you're going to lose that sale for sure. But the point that Richard was also making is about how technology can support it. I mean, there's the use of AI today, which is you know, giving you a lot more information than uh, you could have and contextual information, obviously, Mm -hmm. to be able to uh, address what the consumer concerns might be or what they're looking for, having uh, information around the competition or the features that you can offer or what what potential uh, use the customer might be looking at. All those in that information today, it's supported by technology, I think is absolutely key to making that last mile. Uh, for the sales. Thank you very much. Anything you want to say back to Manoj, Richard? Uh, no, I, I think really um, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, I guess the complexity or, or even journey. You just really got to think about you as a. a it's it's not I guess. Like a, we say rocket science is complex anymore, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you really have to look into yourself. Um, as a consumer, uh, you really, uh, when you go and, and you consume service, at, at some point you have a, a, a different uh, service level, I mean, expectation. The expectation is, mm-hmm. hey, when I walk into your, your store or, or in your website, I have a certain expectation. And, and that is that if, you, you know, if you're not, if you can't uh, provide that or you can't meet my expectation, I, I don't mind paying more. I just want to make sure that, you know, you know I, I guess the, what I'm trying to buy is exactly what I want and not, not just, okay, yeah, this is all we offer and I have to settle for this. Uh, I think a lot of consumers, maybe BBD say it doesn't matter. In business, it'll be the same. We don't have to settle for, uh, oh, this is the, the, the cheapest or it, mm-hmm. you know, they don't mind paying uh, a little bit more for better service, better product. Yeah. And that goes back to what we've started to call the customer experience, right? 
Absolutely. It matters. It counts. We want to be treated well. We want somebody intelligent on the other end of the Zoom call, the phone call, the the pop-up chat right on a website. I recently, uh, a dear relative to me, <laughs> had a birthday yesterday, and he told me we do we do e-card gift certificate, e-gifts in my family rather than wrapping a gift. What do you want? Well, I'll get you a gift to this one or that one, Amazon, uh, Apple Music, whatever it is. Now it's uh, tennis clothes and things like that at Sierra. They like that. And so I went on this website I had never been on before. I signed up to be, and now I'm getting a ton of emails, which I don't want. I got to unsubscribe for their, but anyway, I bought what I thought was an e-gift certificate. And it said, what's your message to the gift message? And I put it in. And then it said, do you want the red one, the blue one, the green one, or the yellow one in terms of what this e-card image would look like? And when I clicked blue, it went out of the e-gift back to the regular gift certificates. And I had to restart five times to figure out that their system was not set up for me to pick a color for the e-card. Well, I went through the payment. I put everything in, very frustrated. I finally submitted with the birthday message. And as I click submit, it said, thank you for your order. We just took your $100. Thank you very much. I realized it never asked me for the email address of the recipient. It just popped up into my, they took me through the process. So I started calling their line. It was a Saturday. I started calling their customer service. And the answer was our hours are Monday through Friday, nine to five East Coast and Saturdays, nine to three please call back during regular office hours. Well, I called in that Saturday service window. It was, they were supposed to be there and it, it, it disconnected me. No voicemail, nothing. So I, I messaged my relative and I said, I tried my best. I bought you a card, an e-card for a hundred bucks. I don't know where it went because they didn't allow me to put you. So I called back three times. I finally got a person to answer the damn customer service line. And he said, oh, Oh, no, that's not how we do it at this company. He said, <laughs> you buy the card, the transaction comes to you, and you're supposed to take the number of the e-card out of the transaction and send that to your gift recipient, and they will use it to go on our website and buy whatever they want. I said, are you serious? <laughs> I went back into your order. My order said, Thank you. You have one item in the shopping cart you've paid for. And when it got to the order, it said order number blank, transaction date blank, blah, 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 blank. And it, I thought it wanted me to put in, you know how much time I spent on that website, Richard and Minoj, trying to figure this out. I finally texted the person. I said, I emailed them the whole the whole thing. I said, sorry, I'm sending you the guts and glory of my entire transaction. All, and And the birthday message was not included in the transaction message I got in the the sale receipt basically do you know how embarrassing that was i had to send them my transaction and the guy on the phone said oh that's how our customers do it you just forward the transaction and they'll figure out where the number is and they'll go in and buy whatever they want for the money i talk about a billing system talk about customer service it probably took 45 minutes of my time to get this done how fast should that have taken me? You're never going to use that website again, are you? Never. Absolutely <laughs> That's never. That's the point. Exactly. That, yeah. Absolutely. And their billing wasn't set up to show me. It wasn't even in the in the list of my, they knew I bought something and it didn't show up anywhere. They weren't prepared. Anyway, going on and on. Let's go back. Thank you, Manoj. I'm up to service. A statement number three. This is interesting. Revenue leakage will drive more and more organizations to reconsider the conventional OTC that's order to cash, processes, businesses that deliver services like postal companies, train companies have conventionally delivered services with an inherent understanding. They'll not be able to bill or invoice everything they deliver. However, 
With the advent of new services model and innovative and advanced solutions in billing, the revenue leak can be stopped or reduced significantly. Why don't you level set for us, please? Revenue leak, yeah. what are we talking about? Go ahead. Yeah, so, so typically, whatever we provide as a service, we end up billing. I mean, that's the idea, right? I mean, for any business, the service that you provide, you bill. But there are billing inaccuracies that you have in the system. And some of these organizations, you know, traditional organizations, they have inherently accepted the fact that they will never be able to build the whole thing. And I've, have, I've had several conversations with customers where they know that they have revenue leakage in terms of they lose money because they're not able to bill everything. And sometimes these numbers are staggering, running into millions of dollars. And they say, yeah, oh, but this is the industry standard and it's acceptable. And my, my view is, no, it's not. And it's because there is technology available today. You can absolutely, you know, uh, plug that leakage. And uh, this is this is really one of the key things that you know we bring to the table when we talk to our customers and clients. That look, I mean, what you did 20 years ago, 50 years ago is not there anymore. I mean, either that has changed. The technology is available. We and I'm not going to obviously take names of customers where we come across situation where the CEO doesn't want to talk about it because you know he or she would look bad if they talked about the revenue leakage or the amount of revenue leakage that the organization have. But when we come come back to them with a solution or an idea of how you could block that leakage, that's yeah, this is very exciting. We want to do it, but at least don't put it on the paper saying that there is so much revenue leakage in the organization today. So yeah, I mean inaccuracies in uh, invoicing. A uh, lot of organization today, if we talk about the kind of software as a service sort of space, you've got self-service capability. You have the capability to buy subscription, upgrade, downgrade subscription, change uh, what, what you're looking for, uh, what, what you're uh, getting as a service. And all that, if you don't have it supported by the right technology, you end up losing money. And you, you basically, you're not able to in invoice correctly. So for example, somebody goes in the middle of the month, says, okay, I was using uh, a platinum service, but I want to now use a gold service. Mm -hmm. So that switch date, when that exact switch happens, how much you're supposed to pay back or not, or charge them. I mean, that's not set up in most systems. So when your kind of e-gift e example, I guess mm -hmm. that's where they are. They, they don't have that system set up to kind of give customers the right information. Or if you change something, if you went and said, mm -hmm. okay, I want, instead of $100, I want $150, or I want $50, yes. they probably are not set up to do it. No. And, but the technology exists today. There is a uh, you know, much uh, easier solution. And we talk about postal service. And in my example, I gave postal service or uh, train service. And we, we've got solutions now, which we could absolutely make that rock type. Thank you. Very, very interesting. Richard Chan, agree or disagree if you dare. To Manoj, go, go ahead. Be our, be our guest. I'll, I'll protect you. Go ahead, Richard. There'll be a lot of repercussion. I'll protect uh, you. I, I, I protection money, Richard. You can subscribe oh to Bonnie's Protection Service. There you go, Richard. Oh, there my we, goodness. We, we have to do another show on that just on oh, this topic. Oh, we yeah. do. We do. Yeah, um, yeah obviously, the, this topic is really passionate about uh, a lot of, uh, I guess, people in general. You don't have to be in business. You just have to be, uh, you know, you can be a consumer. But... Uh, it's unheard. It, it's very common to hear that, hey, uh, I've uh, I've been subscribing to this business, but I've canceled. Uh, they haven't been billing me, or vice versa. I canceled, and they're still billing me, which mm -hmm. is terrible. 
Yep. Uh, but I can still access the service. And it really comes down to it's either technology. I mean, if you think about the, the, the days of if everything was manual, if everything was manual, you have teams uh, doing this and they're tracking pennies, the revenue leakage won't be as bad because they will actually, someone would actually have to look at it. But when, you, when you're into the mass process, you have to have a system that automatically uh, in Winoja's comment about, hey, I'm switching from platinum to, uh, uh, to uh, you know, silver in the middle of the uh, month, but I want to actually also track it on the actual hour or the actual minute. So at 3.31, I want to switch back, I want to switch to a lower service, which is a lower fee, mm -hmm. but you're still providing the higher service and the higher fee. You're actually losing money. I, mean, it's, I understand that a lot of executives, I, I think they don't want to know because they know that it's there, but they know it's a challenge. So tracking them, you know, we call it micro pennies, you know, the pennies just too much, but the micro pennies, they are, did they add up to a, a lot of money? Um, so really tracking it is an, and understanding uh, the, uh, the complexity on, in your business, what can your business do? So the investment really have to come, come back to how quickly can we switch off service? Uh, if we have to do it manually, what would that take? But now you're in the automated process. How, you know, how much, you know, what would, what would uh, which technology or what can we do to make sure that at the minimum we are trying to, you know, plug these leaks? Um, so tracking is really, um, uh, it's a huge uh, concept. It, it, I guess it evolves around um, a lot of, in, in terms of software. You know, uh, basically software is uh, a, a, an asset that, for example, you're only allowed to use this software in, in this country and in this region. But mm -hmm. if you're not tracking correctly, I'm using it worldwide, you're losing a lot of money. Yeah. Very so interesting. Is availability. Thank you very much. I, your stories remind me of a, a friend here who moved to North Carolina from New York before I did. I hadn't spoken to her in 30 years, and I discovered she lives three miles from where I where I moved. We were childhood friends, and she told me that when she left New York and moved to North Carolina and switched to whatever the ISP is here, her shall we say New York based email address, which has at and the name of the provider dot com dot net. Actually, that might give you a clue worked for eight years, even though she was no longer their customer, no oh, longer nice. was using their services. And I experimented and my address at that.net worked for, I'd say the first year and a half I was here in North Carolina, even though I was no longer their customer. I'm their cell phone customer, but not their email customer, not their landline customer, not their ISP customer. So interesting is that email address was still bringing in emails to me for a year and a half after I left their services. Talk wow. about revenue. Yeah, I know. And we're talking behemoth country companies here, and you know who I'm talking about. I won't give you the letter of... Go, go ahead, Manoj. And Richard, I put the next statement into the uh, chat think, for you. Uh, Richard uh, added a very interesting aspect to this, and uh, you've talked about it as well. It's entitlement. So if you pay for a service, <laughs> and how, how much, you know, what are you entitled to get, right? Yeah. So managing that entitlement has always been a challenge for people. So, I mean, train companies would issue you a paper ticket so that you can actually show that you're entitled to travel from A to B. But that's not the case anymore, right? I mean, going forward, you're not going to have these paper tickets. So you're going to just tap in, tap out somewhere, and that entitlement needs to be managed in the system. The system needs to tell you, okay, you're not allowed to go through this turnstile because you're not entitled to it, right? And therefore, you have to have this real-time technology which allows that to happen. 
and it actually is available and we are using it day in day out but there are still a lot of customers out there who are not managing that entitlement not managing that revenue leakage and uh, yeah definitely a big opportunity here very big i i think this is a big topic i think you're both right aside from our sidebar about protection services yeah I'll, <laughs> that's I'll be, important that's I'll be very opening important. bonnie's internet radio protection services if you disagree with someone oh boy we've, we've got a whole i'm going to make you all partners in that one richard let's look at statement number four we've got 12 minutes left we have a, a couple more really key i'd like to talk about you say the importance of a healthy ecosystem to offer a better value or bundle of products or services securing partners who complement your products can be a competitive edge and i talked to my opening you might just get somebody to do that last mile delivery right and you say from finance operations position the ability to calculate and simultaneously settle with partners or bill on behalf of them can open doors to new revenue streams let's talk new revenue streams richard you're up go ahead Right, Bonnie. So the, the whole concept is really, uh, if you're, if we can go back to the chair. If that's the only, uh, that's the only product you sell, chair. But you know, people like to buy chairs with tables. Well, you don't make tables. You, but one of your, uh, one of, uh, there's a vendor down the street that does. Well, if you were to combine or put together a better offer, uh, a combination of chairs, tables, uh, and accessories, that might be the the reason why um, new customers will come to and, and consume your product. Um, so that's really uh, the concept. It could be the service. It could be uh, the value of delivery, but it could also be the value of, um, uh, let's say, uh, you know, giving the ability of uh, covering uh, the table with you know different uh, uh, for seasonal, for Halloween, uh, or for Christmas that they provide table covers. So you're just adding a, a new product or even a different service into your your main product line to give a better bundle or a better value. And uh, the concept about uh, the technology for settlement is uh, in the old uh, in the older days, I guess. Well, even today, um, you would actually spend a lot of time trying to dig back into the history of well, how many of these products have we sold that we actually attach some of our partner uh, products and services, and then you would spend weeks or even months trying to really analyze all of these sales and then come up with okay, this is how much we owe our partners. Well, how much time have you spent on that? How much time or how much time money uh, on the team just to even, you know, come to the conclusion that we owe a partner A uh, X amount of money, partner B X amount of money. But if the system is uh, automated or the technology can provide that, the partners can actually log into their, um, to, to the actual portal and look in, and understand, hey, we're selling a lot of these products automatically every day. It'll be updated so that you don't have this end of month uh, you know, closing process or to pay out partners and spend months on analytics. It's really uh, real time. Um, and I think that's what a lot of uh, the uh, consumers or, or even companies are coming to. Because of the technology of the, uh, I guess the iPad or, or, or Samsung uh, Galaxy, a lot of uh, you know, children these days, which would be the big consumers of tomorrow, they want, you know, they want results instantly. If they were to buy and sell, hey, I want that posted into my account, or I want that removed from my account. I want it now, not tomorrow, not a month later. So that's really where the, uh, uh, the statement comes from. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Manoj, comments, agree or disagree? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll try and disagree with Richard. This no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree with what Richard's saying, uh, except that 
you know, where we have products, products are slightly easier to manage in terms of physical goods, right? Because you've got inventory, you've got purchase orders, et cetera. Uh, you've got GRIR processes. So it's a little bit easier, but when it comes to services, when you bundle services, which also you mentioned, Richard, is yeah, when you're bundling services, for example, you want a holiday package, you just want a lovely time for the next one week and it could include air travel, it could include taxi, hotels, you know, buffets and everything included in it, right? So these are different service providers and getting that package together and then being able to do the revenue share based on even usage-based models. If you can get that revenue share right, then that's, I think, you know, ideal. You see that in media, media where you are, you know, buying bundles of different channels, et cetera. This is all revenue share, right? And we've got the technology, as you know, Richard, very well. We've got the technology to enable that revenue share, the partner share, uh, you know, the complex calculation, bringing the bundles together, uh, allowing that kind of rating and charging capability, which, uh, so if, if you're not using it, you're basically losing out on those uh, revenue revenue opportunities or new capabilities that uh, are available to you today. So uh, I say I disagree, but I totally agree with Richard. <laughs> Disagreeing with yourself on that one. <laughs> Richard, I want to squeeze in one more topic. I think you'll both like this one. I put it in the chat for you. It's Richard's statement number six. You say companies that are active in the merger and mergers and acquisitions should take Take note of the impacts of the on the customers they serve. If your current customers are the same customers of the target acquisition company, there's a chance that they'll get multiple invoices sent to the same address for different services. I remember when there was a, a merger of two banks in New York, two major banks, and I was a customer of the one that gobbled up the other one, basically. My account number. They both paid you money, Bonnie. Oh, listen to this. My account number was assigned to a customer of the other bank once the merger went through. Oh, my goodness. And I was getting statements of their balance, which was a hell of a lot less than mine. And I had to, I wanted to release, I want to send a press release to the New York Times saying, help, what's going on here? They, They did not hone in on the unique customer numbers. And this number was with two of us, and we had to figure out how to get my account back into my account. So I know what M&As can do, and it can be a blank, blank mess. Richard, we just have four minutes to close. Quick comment from you and then Manoj, and then we'll wrap up. Go ahead, Richard. <clears throat> Bonnie, it's funny. Uh, my story is really around banks. Uh, same. But <laughs> we didn't rehearse because, this. <laughs> <laughs> no. And if you think about this, uh, a lot of companies, it's uh, it, you can't uh, place an industry on a company anymore because... Media companies are buying up um, high-tech companies. High-tech companies are buying retail, you know, consumer goods. Really, you, you know, these are just companies now. There is a really blur in, in terms of how can you classify this as a certain industry. Well, they're in every industry, and that is one of the, the hallmarks of, well, in order to accommodate and to serve the customer, you need to have some technology in place. So to your point, uh, I had the same problem, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, on a monthly basis, I would have to go to the bank and actually uh, recoup fees because according to the bank, um, since I have all these uh, uh, you know, services in place, although they were from different banks at the time, mm-hmm. but since the offer is, well, if you have these services and you have these uh, deposits, you're, you're entitled here we go again. Entitlement, <laughs> like no, it goes everywhere. You're entitled to uh, no no service charge. You're entitled to a uh, free uh, cashier's checks. 
But because these banks were through acquisition and they said, well, yes, I know that it's part of our family now, but they're all still separate systems and we don't know. So that's why monthly I have to go in there and have them reverse the charges. And that's really frustrating because from a consumer, from you know, a customer standpoint, that is not my problem. I mean, I understand you gobble up all these companies and uh, if you don't, you know, I can always go to the bank next door and they have, you know, all of it has been solved. And it's really about that convenience. And we do have worked with very large customers where they mm -hmm. really want to, hey, I'm not gonna buy my products and service from you folks anymore because uh, it's costing, uh, unfortunately, it's costing me as, a, con as a, yep. a business owner, I have to maintain seven AP accounts. You're, mm -hmm. I want to just maintain one. So uh, what's going to happen? You know, I'm just going to send you one check. And then you, now you have one check with seven accounts receivables that you have to deal with. So it's really frustrating. It, I think we need a part two. Manoj, I can give you if 60 seconds to respond oh to that. Anything you want to say? Go ahead, Manoj. We're almost out of time. All I'd say, yes, of course. I mean, mm. this is the customer side, getting the customer data right, getting that kind of unique numbers right. But also the invoicing part, which uh, you know was in your uh, in your statement, is if you've got if you've got a customer, you're providing three different services. Just because you've got three departments, you don't send that person three invoices. You send them one invoice with three line items. That's how it should be. And again, uh, I say the same thing again and again, which is technology now exists. I mean, of course, it was not there earlier, but now the technology exists. You can actually do that. You can have a merged invoice, single invoice to a single customer, keep everything s simple and happy. Thank you. 45 seconds, one sentence each, one comma, one semicolon, one long dash, one period at the end. Richard, you go first. Will we be still talking about these issues, these challenges with subscription economy two years from today? Yes or no in one sentence answer. Richard Chan, go ahead. Uh, yes and no. So there will be, uh, we'll still have the uh, subscription economy, but it's really, it's going to be more of on demand. So, um, and I'm, my prediction is it's really going to be outcome. It's not, uh, it's no longer acceptable that you deliver a product. It's really, you know, have you delivered the actual outcome? You know, did this product meet my expectations? Manoj, one sentence, go ahead. Agree or disagree? We'll be talking yeah, about I, it. I, I, yes, we would be. We potentially would be because it would take time for the world to get there, but pay-as-you-go and usage-based economy is a definite, there is no way around it. That's what's going to happen. That will be prevalent, yeah. Thank you both. Thank you to Aaron Keller, our engineer extraordinaire, my sidekick at Voice America, the business channel. Thank you, Aaron, for getting us on the air. Thank you again to Birgit Starman's at SAP, sponsor with Chris Grundy and Pras Chatterjee for keeping the show going for 10 years. So happy to still be talking about really important topics. Thank you to Manoj Harbajanka at Acuity Labs. Pleasure to meet you, Richard Chan at SAP. And here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? My car is still getting two months to the gallon. How's yours doing? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Manoj, just like Richard. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Be safe, be smart, be savvy. Have a great day. Everybody wave. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, helping you to operate profitably and adapt continuously. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to hashtag SAPRADIO and join host Bonnie D. Graham on the Business Channel, wishing you a game-changing week.